Welcome to another episode of Atonement Earth. We have Victoria K with us again. Um, this time to give us some knowledge from the doula's women's point. That's not the right word. Doula's perspective. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. If you could tell us briefly about your, your name again, even though they should have listened to the last time, but in case they did not. Your name, um, who you are, and a little bit, like, I know... I saw it. I can't remember. I can't. Uh, what type of doula you are, basically? And then we'll go from there. Cool, cool. My name is Victoria Macon. Um, I'm a birth doula. Um, my doula business is um called Birthing Victory. Um, essentially, it's all about making sure that women are stepping into motherhood with full courage, right? And I'm championing around them to have the birthing experience that they would like to experience if that makes sense. So at the end of the day, I want you to come out with positive birthing experience um, and making sure that you're fully educated about all the options that you have. Okay. And so to start, um, what made you, well, kind of, when did you start being a doula and like what made you go on that journey to become a doula? It's a good question. Um, and is that sound? <laughs> Sorry, not you. Like my headphones keep beeping, and I put them different ones. But you keep you go ahead and talk, and I'm gonna figure that out. Okay, me too. Me too. I'm figuring mine out too. Um, <laughs> so literally during the pandemic, um, I was still teaching remotely online, and I remember seeing that one of my um former classmates um that I went to college with that she put on her Instagram story that she just completed doula training. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's like so dope. So I started asking her questions. She's based in Atlanta. So um, as I'm asking her questions and she was like, yeah, if I was still in New York, I will train under Mama Glow with Lincoln Thomas. And I'm like, really? So I looked that up immediately found the Instagram page and realized that they were having like a online doula training. And I'm like, oh, this can work for me. I'm not doing anything on Sundays at this time. So I quickly um, just immediately paid for my training and I just showed up. And I think as the doula training was going on, that's when I really realized that I think my life was leading up to me going in this direction of working in birth work. Okay, I think I figured that out. Okay, mm-hmm. and so um, got what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> you about to say something? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. About to say something? Yeah. So I did the training, completed the training, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so dope. I met um, incredible doulas, um, and. Langthams, who is an amazing um, doula instructor. And I'm like, I think I was supposed to be born to do this work. Because I always said that I always wanted to birth my grandkids. And I'm like, how would I do that doing what I'm doing now, which is teaching? It really kind of doesn't make sense. So going down this route um, during the pandemic with the time that I had, I really was able to like, enter this space and recognize, hold on, I'm supposed to be here. This is what I'm meant to do. So this started since 2020 when I got my training and I'm doing this um, on the side as I'm teaching. Um, so really, I got my full confirmation with my first couple of birthing experiences. 
and realizing that after every experience, every birth that I was a part of, first of all, I'm incredibly grateful that I was a part of their birthing journey. And just to see the power of women in our bodies, it was just something that I never got to see even for myself. And I'm like literally to be on the other side, seeing women literally bring life into this world brought me this feeling of joy, of happiness, of this is what it should feel like to be alive. Um, so I remember in 2021, I'm having this birthing experience with this client who I'm also helping in May. She's going to have a home birth in May. But after leaving her birth of her, her daughter, I legit felt on cloud nine. I never, I felt, and if I can describe it in one word, high, right? And I'm not a drinker. I'm not a smoker, but I legit felt high on life and just incredible. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I want to feel this all the time. I want to feel this all the time. So that's what I knew. I'm like, I think I'm supposed to be here doing this work. I know you just mentioned um, the birth in 2021 that mm -hmm. brought you like on a high. So one of my questions for you was, what has been your best doula, your best experience as a doula by far? I'm assuming that was it. Are you able to share a little bit about that and like what made it the best experience? I think for sure um, it's a combination of client and doula energy, client doula partner energy. Um, for this particular birth, like when she found me, when we finally met, it was like very natural for us to like bond, right? Not just me and her, but also her partner who was a little apprehensive about a doula in this process. So we were able to like really make a deep connection that it feels like family. So that and this mom from the moment I spoke to her was very informed. Right. I'm thinking I'm going to teach her a few things, baby girl. But I was like, oh, excuse me. I know you've done your research. Right. So she was very informed. She was very positive. She was very centered. Um, and I'm just like she knew what she wanted. She was even at her birth able to advocate for herself. Um, so I'm just like it was just very unique in that sense. Like, I already knew, like, the, the energy that she walked into the pregnancy with, that she was going to walk into her, her, um, her birthing experience in the same exact way. And the partner, her, he was so supportive. I, like, I love watching them together. And I'm just like, this is how it should feel. This is how it should be. Not only that, her mother was there. And that was the first time me us meeting and just to see the love and how we were supporting each other, leaning on each other. It just made it a very magical experience. And then on top of that, she was telling me about this midwife that she wanted. And when I finally got to the hospital and I seen the midwife, I was like, oh my goodness, I know her. And I, <laughs> mind you, I known her since we were in about middle school, middle school, and we used to go to church together. 
And when I see her step up, she's like, Vicky? And I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, girl, I know you. So just to know that there was a familiar, like, we all were familiar with each other and there was a comfortability there. Like, it was super dope. Not only that, but her birthing experience was very, very quick, <laughs> right? From the moment she got to that hospital, like, she was probably there maybe in labor for, like, one to two hours, and then she was ready. And, and then the pushing phase was very easy for her, too. So it was a very magical experience. I don't know. I felt like all the stars aligned <laughs> um, for that moment. And just, it was just, it was, it was just different, unique, but it was full of love. It was full of people being on the same page. And I knew she was completely Zen. So I think that's exactly what worked for her and what made it magical. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go transition to the interview. I don't know what I was thinking. Thinking I could let him in on. I was like, his brother's not up here. It'll be fine. I was wrong. Um, okay. So what's that? You did mention something else that I was gonna ask you about. So because you mentioned her
And I'm like, as the doula, we're there to be like, hold on. Let's take a moment. Let's think. Let's process. Right. And let me give you some education based on what you just heard. Let me know what, let me tell you what your options are. When you're too close to that situation, you're going to be feeding and you have your only emotions associated with what you want to happen. Right. Um, so I always like having a doula there because we're like, hold on. We don't know. And oh, sorry to add this. And sometimes even having our mamas is a little bit of a tricky situation. We know we love our mamas. We love our mamas. Mamas also, you know, gave birth to us. That's why we're here. However, a lot of our moms also have trauma associated to what they have experienced, right? Or maybe they experienced something and they want you to experience this because this was their option. This is all they knew. They didn't know they had a choice. So they think that this is standard. This is protocol. Yes, you need to go through with this. And most of the time it's not. Right. Um, so it's very important to have people there. And of course, we want, you know, you want your closest people there. But, if you know, you have certain people in your life who don't do good with stress. Mm -hmm. Right. Who is not pretty much even kill. Right. Who fluctuate emotions just like you. Right. Or if they're not supportive of the experience that you want for yourself you probably shouldn't have them in that space, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, I told you, you need to have this. You need to get that. You want pain, go get this, even if that wasn't on your birth plan, right? You probably shouldn't have that person in as your birthing, a member of your birthing team. Mm -hmm. It should only be people who's going to support your choices and your decisions, right? And be completely there for you in every complete way without imposing their thoughts and their feelings onto you or pro projecting rather. Have you um, had to lay the hammer, I guess, for lack of better terms and like kick somebody's family member to the curb? Um, to I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I haven't for the most part. I can say the my clients who have came to me, honestly, mm -hmm. are just very aligned, very aligned, mm -hmm. right? And I always say, like, I can deal with a lot of things, right? <laughs> but I can't deal with disrespect. So I never had those moments of, oh, I had to kick someone out, mm -hmm. right? But I have encouraged birthing partners, a lot of dads. Like, you feel this? Oh, I feel that too. This is your option. You, you don't have to have this person here. Right. So I have had a lot of dads kicking out nurses, our medical residents, you know, or students. I'm like, you do what you need to do, yeah. right? Just to protect this birthing space. So me personally, no. So far, the families I work with, it's just been, it's they just been, it's just been amazing. <laughs> I'm like, look at this. So I'm like so happy with the experiences in which I have had so far. And so far, my clients and their families were all on one accord, you know? I'm gonna rewind again. I got kind of like jumped the gun in my questioning. Um, so I think you covered this. Basically, can you tell us a little bit like what the doula, what does the doula add to the birthing experience? Um, how do you advocate for the mother? How do you advocate for yourself? Because I have heard where my schools are not too great to doulas. Mm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> 
I think for well, not I think I know a doula is very important in every birthing experience, right? I think we do a lot of preparation work during pregnancy. So you know what to expect. We get to know you, what your preferences are. We help you walk through a lot of stress, a lot of trauma that you may have experienced, right? And address a lot of the fears that come up with birth, right? So we address that head on and gentle ways. We make sure that we're helping the partner. So the partner is not at that birthing space, whether it's the hospital, your home, or a birthing center. So they're comfortable enough to participate where they are comfortable because not so many partners want to be as hands-on as we expect them to so i help the partners feel comfortable participating and being knowledgeable about the same exact things that their partners are knowledgeable on so i think that's to me the most significant part in that in this birthing role right now when it comes to the hospital or your birthing space or having a doula actually there I think it's important to know that there's someone who's there, who's for you, who's not associated with the hospital, who's not a staff, who's not getting paid by them, right? Because we fully are there for you and only you, not just you, but your partner as well. We're, you know that, right? That we're here for you. We are going to make sure that the doctors fully edu um, educate you on what your options are a lot of doctors like to come and say this is what we're going to do and da, 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 and not explain to you what the alternatives are what the risks are what the benefits are not just for you but your unborn child too so i'm there to make sure that they're fully doing their job and making sure that you can make an informed decision on the spot right i also help with breathing exercises I help with relaxation, a lot of comfort measures, because if you're experiencing contractions, you know, some of it is coming from your back. So giving you some some um, acupre um, acupressure, giving you massages, getting you ice, getting you something to drink. And these are the things that we can, that we'll know without you really opening your mouth to tell us. Because we're so in sync with the birthing person that I can, I know when you're uncomfortable. You don't even need to say I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I know when you just want someone to stop talking. <laughs> I know when the, when, the, when the doctor is there or the nurse is there and they're like, oh, I want to do this. And they're talking to you and you're having a contraction. I'm there to be like, hold on. They're having a contraction. You're going to have to wait. Right? I'm there to say it. So you won't have to. Your partner don't have to. Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing this. And making sure that they understand that you need this bubble of protection. I'm here to make sure I'm setting up your birthing space. What is it that you need to smell? What is it that you need to see? What is it the affirmations that you need to hear? Right? Let me let you know what's happening now. They said this. This is what this means. This is what stage you are right now. You're close to the finish line. I can't wait to see you hold your baby. I'm there holding a vision for you. That's why I called... That's why I named my business um, Birthing Vision um, Victory. I'm literally there to hold your vision. Mm -hmm. To make sure that we, we are getting to that end goal, mm -hmm. which is your baby healthy, safe in your arms, and not just your baby, but you are too. And that you felt like you were listened to, you were heard, and that you were educated, and you won't have any regrets 
when you look back on this birthing experience. Mm -hmm. So that making sure that we're here to make sure that you're after you have birthed your child, that you had a nice smooth transition into that golden hour, helping you out with breastfeeding, right? And then my favorite part is coming back and really um, hashing out and really going through what that birth experience was like and helping you to process that. Yeah. Making sure you have enough resources as needed. If you need a meal, I'm, I'm near to cook you one of my best meals, you know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and and making sure that dad is fed and dad is okay and I'm here to answer any questions that, that come up mm -hmm. so I feel like we show up in all aspects but this is I, I love the whole entire journey so it's not just about the labor it's about what happens during pregnancy and what happens after right during your fourth trimester which is postpartum period mm -hmm. um, first I know you've said no matter the birthing experience, you think someone should have a doula. And I do feel like um, when people hear doula, they think, oh, I, I want to have a vaginal birth. But like, you know, sometimes people have scheduled C-sections or they like, I want to push. So I want to have a C-section, whatever. How does a doula show up for those mothers that are having C-sections? Woo! I, I, I actually had um, two birthing, ex two birth, three, actually. Three birthing experiences last year. Actually, four. Sorry. Four. <laughs> four birthing experiences that tr made a transition to being a, a, a C-section, right? An emergency C-section. And my presence was still as valuable during those moments as if you had a vaginal birth, mm -hmm. right? So th in these cases, they were, you know, it just birth unfolded that way in which they were not able to have a vaginal birth. But I was there making sure I was holding space for them, making sure you got the right information, right? There's certain, even if you're having a scheduled C-section, there's certain things that you can ask for, right? In your C-section, making sure you know you can have quiet C-section, right? The lights can be dim, right? You can still have um, your partner there. You can still be be um, giving your child to see and the child can still be on your chest for some time unless there's any um, medical interventions that the baby needs. Um, but still there to advocate for you while you're there, right? Um, but even previous to that or prior to that, during pregnancy, making sure we're giving you comfort measures to deal with the elements of pregnancy, right? Sometimes we're having backaches, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're, 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 we're having morning sickness or whatever is happening during your pregnancy, we're actually able to give you beneficial tools, right? And we're so important even after the C-section, right? Because you know, I mean, I never experienced C-sections, but my clients who have, I know it's, you're not able to do what you were would be able to do if you had a vaginal birth. Being able to hold your baby is a task, right? Being able to pick up things is a task. Being able to cook, being able to stand, being able to breastfeed is a little bit more difficult. So even having a doula to share space during that time is very essential because that's where I feel like you need the most help, right? We may not be allowed in that um, during surgery with you, but the recovery period, we will be very beneficial in making sure that you can adjust to motherhood outside of the hospital where you really need the most support. Um, and 
<clears throat> I think I read this correctly. If I'm wrong, you're a postpartum doula as well, right? I am. I, I don't I don't do that as often as my schedule mm -hmm. is completely <laughs> occupied. <laughs> but yes. Okay. And speaking for myself, I feel like um maybe in the past year I was made aware of postpartum doulas from like a TikTok mm. that went viral on Twitter and people were like lighting this lady up like Take care of your own kids. And I was like, y'all don't have kids, bro. I know, right? <laughs> my point is, I'm not sure if a lot of people know about postpartum doula. So can you kind of tell us what postpartum doula is and like, you know, sure. the benefits are? No worries. Listen, postpartum doulas are just as essential as birth doulas, right? Because mm -hmm. I think we always center around pregnancy, even when we're throwing baby showers, right? That's all about pregnancy. That's all about the baby. Postpartum period, postpartum doulas are really there to hold and to take care and to mother the mother, right? Mm -hmm. Because as the mother is mothering the child, the mother also needs to be held and cradled just like the child does, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of the time, once you leave, once the people leave, the visitors leave, you're by yourself, mm -hmm. right? You still need encouragement. You still sometimes need to process um, your birth experience, right? You may still need someone to take a couple of hours um, to do some common errands for you, whether that's shopping, whether that's doing laundry, whether that's tidying up your bathroom, whether or not that's cooking or um, making referrals for other services in which you may need, right? So a postpartum doula is like, to me, I feel like everyone for sure, in my opinion, should have a birth doula. But I feel the same way for postpartum doulas. Everyone needs a postpartum doula as well. It's that extra layer of support that honestly, we don't no longer have in the society, right? Back in the day, <laughs> at least I'm thinking about, you know, my father's Nigerian. So he was always, as soon as I gave birth to my babies, he would be like, oh, you cannot leave the house for six weeks. And I'm like, daddy, um, who, how am I going to do that? You know, like, who's going to be here to help me, you know, cook, clean, or replenish things that, you know, take, go to the doctor's appointment. Cause you know, you got to bring the baby to the doctor like three days after it's like, who, I cannot stay inside. There's no one here to take care of the things that need to be taken care of for me or the house. Right. But that was the layer of support that our ancestors had. Mm -hmm. So we would be able to fully just relax, fully get some sleep. We will be fed. We wouldn't have to cook. We wouldn't have to clean. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the element that is missing for a lot of um, women who are suffering with postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lack of support after you had baby. Right? Where is that support coming from? A lot of our partners have to go back to work, right? But who is there to take care of mom? Make sure you're warm, making sure that you're clean, making sure you're fed, making sure there's someone to take care of the baby while you sleep, right? We, we're now put in a situation in which we have to do all things for self, right? And during the postpartum period, we, we need to be taken care of the most. Right? We just went through a very life-changing experience, right? 
but our body is also getting readjusted. Our organs are still falling into, into place or getting back into place. Our bodies still feel a little bit out of whack, right? Um, we're going through strong hormones, right? We're feeling depleted in a lot of areas. We are, you know, most of the time we're eating horribly after, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you just want to eat fast. You don't have time to make you a nutritious meal. That's when you have the postpartum doula step in and be that extra layer. So let's say your husband or your partner or your mom is now gone. You'll have someone there to help you in that in that space. Not just helping, I'm, I'm, they're definitely there to help you, but also to take care of the baby if that's what you need as well. Because everyone has different needs. And also to help you get um, readjust, well, to get adjusted to what it's like to have a newborn. A lot of first-time moms never had experience with a newborn. The postpartum doula can definitely support that. So when you have a postpartum doula, you're thinking about all these layers of care, and you're also thinking about how this decreases your risk of having postpartum depression as well, right? Because a lot of that is stimulated from a lack of support, right? A lack of support, whether it's emotional, physical, you know, nutritional support, just a lack of support, period. Your partner cannot be all those things. Your mama, if she if she's lucky, has that time or maybe retired to be there for you. But a lot of us, most of us, that's not our that's not our reality. So I really wish that I even had that. I'm like, if I had that, like listen, and I'm fed, I am good. You know, my spirit is at peace. I got a <laughs> yeah, um, I think to your point, like, <clears throat> even like with your friends, you know, like you're out your whole pregnancy, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Then you have the baby and it's like, how's the baby? <laughs> the baby how's the baby? Exactly. It's no more how you doing. It's like, how's that like, baby? I'm good. I am okay. <laughs> the baby, if I'm okay, the baby's okay. The baby just wants some milk, some milk and then diaper change. Like, how am I? It's a real question. Um. And not for Thankfully, nothing. none of my friends have been like that this time. <laughs> but not for nothing. A lot of, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people is asking for the baby. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, especially for new moms, we want to talk about our birthing experience over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. And a lot of people may not want to hear that or may not have the capacity to hold space for you. Right. Right. So that's the other part. It's like, oh, snap, I have someone who's going to be here to really listen to me, mm-hmm. right? Or to really help me, like, figure out or be that medium between me and my partner and how we can delegate tasks right now, you know? So postpartum doula is really effective in that because not not everyone can hold that space for you. Mm-hmm. So, um... With the postpartum doula, because, you know, postpartum, what am I saying? You may not need help week two, but you may need help week two, I guess to say. Like, mm-hmm. is it kind of just like they reach out to you when they feel they need help? How does that typically go? It could work in any of the following ways, right? So, <laughs> you could be pregnant right now. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to get me a postpartum doula. So when I transition back at home, 
already have that layer or hours or weeks of support. That can happen even if you're, the baby is six months right now and you want some help, go, you can still hire a postpartum doula a year out, two years. It doesn't matter. You can still okay. hold space because the postpartum period, there's no set time frame of postpartum. Once you have the baby, that's your postpartum. Postpartum the next twenty years. <laughs> exactly. You're still, I'm still a postpartum right now. So I need a postpartum doula to come up and you know settle a few bills, and and just to make sure my space is warm and I got massages. I forgot to say this. Like we're here to to make sure your body is back. Like helping helping to relieve some elements that may be happening in your body. Massages, foot massages, hand massages wrapping you up just really cradling you but i'm like could you there's no set time it's never too late to hire one even if you have and and i hear this a lot like there's always like family or friends like oh what do you need what do you need is there anything that you need especially as soon as you finish giving birth everyone want to know what can they get you guess what this is something that no one ever says. And I'm like, I wish I would have known this. Give me a postpartum doula. Give me a postpartum doula. Send some meals to me. Mm -hmm. Uber Eats. Like, give me something I can, like, we need meals. Can you have someone clean the house? Right? Those are some things that we can say. And I think sometimes as moms, and I'm one of those moms too, we don't really like to say we need something. Or we were taught that that was rude to ask for what you want, right? Like, no, nah, you good. No, nah, you don't need to say that. Shh, be quiet. We, we got this. No. If you ask me what I need right now, I'm going to tell you what I need. And I definitely tell my clients to say the same thing. Advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's never too late to get you a postpartum doula. Let, let me just say that. So you right now, you can, you can, you can, you can pick you back. You can, you can circle back, but <laughs> hold on. I need just a mo. I need some, a couple of hours of care mm -hmm. and you can definitely have that. Well, that is good to know. Cause I thought it was more like a, you know, that first, I guess for a try, fourth trimester and I was like, all right, like, um, no, it's not a buy <laughs> until you want it to be a buy until, you know, until you know, you know, you no longer need it at this moment. And you did just mention, like, being gifted technically, you know. Um, so I do feel like whether it be a home birth or a doula, pelvic floor therapy, whatever. Oof. I feel like sometimes when it comes to having the ideal birthing experience, it costs money, which mm. is a luxury that not everybody can afford. Right. Um, so with a doula, being a doula, do insurance companies, do they do any reimbursement? Do they pay a portion of it, at least in New York, because it could be different. I think it's different everywhere depending on the insurances everywhere. Mm -hmm. But yes, there's a certain there's um a couple of insurance um policies that definitely that definitely support the you having a doula, especially birth doula. Postpartum doula, I don't think so at this at this moment, right? right. But a lot of that comes with the client has to pay first. And yeah the insurance companies will reimburse, mm -hmm. right? Um, I just remember, I didn't, I've read, or I guess I skimmed it, right? Cause I didn't really do some due diligence on my research, 
So don't quote me on this. <laughs> but what I was hearing or what, what definitely was the title of the article was that if you receive Medicaid, especially in New York, that you'll be, you can get your birth doula and they will be compensated up until, up to $1,900. Right. So I'm like, I, I know that. And I'm like, that's super dope. But I know so many women who are on Medicaid right now. And I'm like, they can definitely get a doula. And I'm like, that's super important because you know, it is expensive. All of these things are out of pocket costs and it's not easy. But I always feel like if you want something, if you find that something is absolutely necessary to you, you will find a way to get it done. So I say this to say this, because I'm going to keep it all the way 100. I don't know how else to put it. But I see people spending thousands upon thousands of dollars, right, on gender reveals, on baby showers. On decor, on on um maternity shoots, yes or no? We see them spending the money for that, but yet they are hesitant to to give or to have a doula because we cost too much. Yeah. Or they and I'm like, I don't think it's that. I just think people's priorities are mismanaged, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Right. If you want something, you make sure you get it. Just like back in the day, people wanted those Jordans. You'll find a way to ask this one for this money, this one for that. Save up your birthday money and you got what you wanted. Right. So sometimes the cost can be a hindrance. But if you really want something, I believe that you can get it. You can find a way to get it. Very valid points are made because people have very elaborate. Elaborate. Gender reveals. Um, and then the other side of that too, I do know, like for myself, I I had a doula and um, I did put like a doula. What was it called? I don't know, but basically at my birth, birth what's it called? A baby shower. Uh-huh. <laughs> On my registry, people could donate to the doula. So there's always options. Um, I know, like in Baltimore, we have the Baltimore Doula Project where you can. It's like a sliding scale type situation. Um, and a lot of doulas have that, especially like when I first started, I did at least two births for free. Mm-hmm. So if that's really, like I said, there's always a way to get what you want. Right. right. So let's say you may not have it all together. You try different ways to get it. Um, you can always reach out to an up and coming doula, a, a doula student. Or a newer doula and you know, and they're definitely work with you. There's some clients I will work with too, but it just depends on, you know, what the situation is. Um, because at the same time, our time needs to be compensated for. Right? Our education needs to be compensated for. Cause even though we're being a part of your experience, we're missing experiences for ourselves too, our family. So that's something that, you know, some, some, some moms need to keep in mind too, right? To not, you know, just to be understanding on both ends. Yeah. And this is kind of a rewind. And hold on, one more, one more thing. You can barter for services too. So let's say mama, you do here. 
<laughs> you like you know what I mean? You selling outfits and bathing suits, whatever it is. You can barter for services. I'll do this because that can that will work for me, especially if you offer me food. Okay. So what I've got from the last two hours with you. <laughs> if I give you a meal, you'll just do it. <laughs> Come on. If if my friends know, like you feed me, we good. I I I agree actually though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, is food? Where's the food coming from? Exactly. Where's the food there? Exactly. Food. Sis, that's me. To rewind, because you were talking about birthing team, and then with your birthing story, I know we talked about um not all black people being in your corner because there are other aspects to those things. Um, <clears throat> so what would be your advice to a birthing person, like how to know that someone is in their corner and you know wants to what's best for them? If mm. there is even any advice, I don't. It's <sighs> <not gonna work. laughs> Well, if it's like a midwife or OBGYN, for example, I think there's like signs, <laughs> those red flags that you may experience or the green flags you may experience. Take note of that, mm -hmm. right? Because if they're acting like this here, it's a don't you won't be surprised when it happens during your birthing experience. I don't feel like people can hide themselves for too long. Right? Either you are this way or you're that way, but we're going to find out who you really are as we continue to like develop this relationship. Mm -hmm. My first thing is making sure you choose your medical provider, whether it be your midwife or your OB, very, very carefully. Pay attention to how they give you information. Right. Pay attention. Ask them questions about what their birth birthing philosophies are. Right. Pay attention to how you may have to look at some reviews, talk to some of their um, previous clients mm -hmm. um, to get a little bit of that information. The one thing that is is very difficult that you cannot control at all, especially if you're in a hospital space, is anyone. <laughs> Like your, your nurses, you can't control who's going to be on duty at that time. And that's the, the part for me that is very tricky because you can have an amazing doctor or amazing midwife, but the people who are going to give you that you're going to interact with the most are the nurses. Yeah. So if the nurses are nasty, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word, very Oh, I don't like this. No, you need to do this. This is policy. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's impossible. You can't do that. You cannot for say, say, I'm going to a different hospital because now you're there. Mm -hmm. But what you can say is, I no longer want this person to be, this person can't be on rotation for me. So mm -hmm. I need to have another nurse. You can say that when you're in labor. I need someone else. Someone else can come to the room. I no longer would like this person to come back here. So you can say that in the moment. But sometimes what I have seen um, for some of my clients' births is that that person already did some damage. Mm -hmm. They already said something, right? They already enticed fear or anxiety in my clients. And yes, 
we can say we don't want you back, but the damage is already done, right? And sometimes these are the visiting doctors too. I'm just covering because your doctor is on lunch. Even those, I'm like, the damage is done, but you can always say, I don't want that person back. So you can do something at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I would say definitely, because definitely try to get a grasp of what that, that birthing space policies are, right? Because if their policies are not aligned to what you want, you probably don't want to birth there because all of the staff will be following those procedures with you. Um, so I will say, say that. I hope I answered your question. You did. Okay. Um, two more things and I will let you go. Uh, and then I'm blanking. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So the first one was, um, given that you became a doula after having your children, mm -hmm. what did you take from your own experience mm. into being a doula? Doula. Doula. <laughs> I took, first of all, I took and I took on this, um, this energy of, listen, these things happened to me and I had no clue that I could have said no. I had no clue of these risks and these benefits of this. I didn't know that there was something else that could have been done. I thought, and I blindly trusted my medical provider and I can't do anything to fix my situation. I can't go back and, you know, and do anything for mine. But what I can do is bring in that knowledge and make sure that my clients are prepared and equipped with knowledge so that they can make informed decisions. Mm -hmm. um, because I do not want them to experience what I experienced. I literally want them to experience the best birthing experiences as possible. So knowing minds, I did not know I had a, 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 you know, a very questionable birth experiences. I never knew up until I done my doula training and I've been in this work for a while. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have known that. Okay, I can't do nothing, but guess what? I went through that so other people won't have to, right? So just like Hope says, Jay, I went through that. So hopefully you won't have to go through that. And that's my philosophy that I take into consideration as I'm doing this work. Uh, and so, like last week, I, well, not last week, but you know, last episode, that was an hour ago, I asked you, um, <laughs> what's your mommy hat? What advice would you give to new mothers? Now, mm. with your doula hat on, what advice would you give to a new mother? Mm. The advice that I would give to new moms um, it's probably the same advice, right? Trust your instincts and ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't feel like you have to do it all. Don't feel like if you don't do this, you're not a good mom. Ask for help because you definitely need it, right? Um, ask for some things for yourself. The baby has everything that the baby needs. Believe me, I know. I know we have an abundance of things for baby, but what about some things for us, right? So put some things on that registry for you, right? I will say start a meal train. That will probably be that my number one piece of advice for every mom, have a meal train, have some people 
um, cook some full meals for you. I'm not talking about plates. I'm talking about full meals. I mean like the 10 for you meals and bring it to you, right? Some soups, some stews, some things that are going to really warm your heart, your spirit, and your body as you're recuperating from this process of giving birth. Um, but yes, that will be me. <laughs> Follow your instincts, ask for help, get started a meal train for mm -hmm. sure. And understand that you're doing the best that you can do right now. And don't judge yourself because you're going to get better. As you're learning your baby, you're also learning who you are as a mother. So give yourself some grace. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you uh, for having me again. <laughs> of course. Uh, follow Victoria on Instagram at birthingvictory.com. What the heck? Yeah, I do have birth and well, you know, you can go to my website too. Follow yeah. <laughs> her Instagram at birth and victory. Go to her website, birthandvictory.com. If you are in the New York, New York is big. So, what area? I'll say tri state area. Okay. Tri state area. I I'll be good. And you do virtual as well, though. Right? Yes, yes. And I forgot to mention, I last year I created a, a birthing, well, not a birthing journal, a pregnancy journal. Yeah. Because I wanted moms, I wanted to get moms as early as possible into training their mind um, and un, unpacking some some things and some anxiety that they may have um, for themselves. So I'm also an author. So if you don't mind, stop by Amazon.com, pick up Pregnancy Journal, enjoying um, your way to motherhood. So all of that will be in the description, link to the Amazon, link to her website, link to her Instagram. Um, again, thank you for joining us. To the listeners, thank you for listening. Be, yeah, my brain is mush now. Be sure <laughs> to follow us on Instagram. Listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast or watch us on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that is it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Wednesday. Because <laughs> that's what the day, the day this comes out. Um, but thank you for listening. <laughs>